Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm excited. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have Jordan Wolfson. Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, tell us who you are and what you do? Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I am a painter, an oil painter, an artist, and a teacher. I teach oil painting uh, to adults. And I live in Colorado. And along with teaching oil painting in a pretty straightforward way, like how do you get your skills and look at stuff and paint it so it looks like it, I'm also teaching painting as a form of an awareness practice so that as I paint, my sense of myself kind of settles and expands in a way, something like that. I love that. And I think one of the things I'm learning as I get older is when you find creative outlets, um, you learn about yourself in that process. So um, let's talk a little bit about your your painting and, and how you um, became a painter. Let's start with the, the origin of, of Jordan. Well, gosh, I started painting in high school. Uh, I I was I was lucky. It was a public high school, but it was a very small school district outside of Los Angeles. And in tenth grade, uh, I took an art class with Lois Rosenfeld, and uh, there were oil paints. And Lois was teaching all of us how to use oil paint, and I fell in love with it. And uh, so that's when it started, tenth grade. But I love that. I, I, I didn't think, I, I mean, I went to college, I was, you know, a bio major, I was pre-med and all that. But I took an oil painting class or an art class every quarter for myself. Like, that's what I need to do for me. And I, I just fell in love and I just stayed there, so. I love it. Now, th this conversation could go a few different directions, but um, you had said you wanted to talk about the importance of painting and presence. And as I understand it, you provide training in that. Mm -hmm. So first of all, um, let's define presence. Mm -hmm. And then I want to talk about why it's important in painting. Well, let me, um, if it's okay with you, I'd like to reverse that just in terms of trying to find our way into it. So for art lovers, when we're in a museum or we're in a gallery or, you know, right, we, 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 we encounter a painting and we're really wowed by it. Like, wow, that is something. It hits us. There's some presence to it. It's like, I'm just, that is an amazing, it's, I don't know how to put my finger on it. Uh, and it's, 
hard to define and it's in kind of this energy of the in the thing it just kind of ha- you know or it happens for me when i'm out in nature like i'm walking and it's just you can feel there's a presence in the air and i understand that as a clear sense of being a sense of consciousness that it's an energy it's a vibration and somehow this energy of awareness of consciousness gets embedded in the painting so that when i'm looking at a rembrandt self-portrait that's 400 years old and he's looking back at me and i'm hit by this thing It's not just that, well, he really did a good job painting what he looks like. It isn't just that external thing. There's something about Rembrandt's life force that somehow gets into this colored mud and is still vibrating hundreds of years later. Like as far as presence is concerned, there is no chronology. There is no, well, you know, time has passed. It doesn't really. It's now. It's all now love that and and i think that's you know we have cameras now that can capture things in great detail um you know but without that presence it's still just a picture of a thing right that's right that's right and so reproductions and we live you know i mean you know as a painter uh you know my my social media go-to is instagram and uh, i think if i was a musician maybe youtube but but for Instagram, you know, we all look at all these little tiny images and, oh, that looks good and that looks good and that looks good. But you don't get the presence. You can't. There's no way. It's not only that it's tiny. It it has no energy. It's a digital thing. (laughs) Excellent. Well, let's get to um, painting and presence. So um, what is your process? How do you teach? Um, Because I'm going to guess in this modern era, the invention of the smartphone is probably the antithesis to <laughs> presence. Um, you know, I, I think it, it's fair to say, and and I think any real art, whether it's, you know, somebody in a creative space, or if you're looking at sports, the mm-hmm. true masters are truly present. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you go about teaching people who, you know, probably have a smartphone with them and, you know, they've got bing, bings and beeps and things going on. Well, I have students that are both in studio. So they're in my studio space and in person. And then students that are, we work together through Zoom. We do a, an online class. And we, we go through exercises and we talk about, you know, so that when a, when a, When a person is first learning how to draw and paint, I don't, I don't, I don't go right at presence. I, you know, try to explain the nuts and bolts and how to look at things and how to measure and how to mix. And it's all, it's all skill development. But it turns out, and you can ask anyone who's learned how to paint, like in order to develop those skills, you need to slow way down. 
and you need to be in the moment and very present. And that by default will just start to become like a mindfulness practice. And you just start to pay attention more and be present and presence in the work. As you keep working, you need to bring in all these other pieces and, you know, the, the mind that, you know, self-judgment or anxiety or insecure, I mean, all that stuff comes up. So we start working with those things as well. And how do you use them in the work? And uh, there's all kinds of pieces that come into play as we're developing a painting. And we go through them and I try to recontextualize them so they're not just like external formal processes of composition or what does that mean from the inside like for instance in order for a composition to be really successful somehow i'm organizing all of the different elements of a painting the lines and shapes and edges and this is the rectangle i got to make it all work together so that it in some way becomes some whole thing well, how do I sense that wholeness? Where, where is that experience of wholeness located? How do I develop an awareness of wholeness? And it's sort of this invisible feeling inside me. Like, what is that? Mm -hmm. So there's this larger engagement that I'm involved in as I'm making a painting. And gradually, I try to open that up as we're actually making this object what, you know, what does this entail and uh, one of my favorite favorite things i love reading about some of the great masters and um you know i'm going to talk about michelangelo mm -hmm. i love how he approached um sculpting and it wasn't so much you know um chipping away at the things to reveal the statue it was more um, you know, basically, he removed everything that wasn't David to reveal David. And I think um, I, I love that mindfulness of it is, you know, he knew what was inside the material and it was just up to him to reveal it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty extraordinary sensibility. I <laughs> year, years ago, some how many years now, I there was this exhibition of his drawings at the Met it must have been at the Met the Metropolitan Museum in, in New York City and um, I had the good fortune to go and see these drawings and they just blew my mind it, again it wasn't just his facility which was staggering it was the power the energetic power of these of yeah. these drawings were like mind-boggling. They just had this pulse. Well, and I find it fascinating, and you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and do this today, but um, you know, if you look at Da Vinci, you look at Michelangelo, um, they dissected cadavers. Oh, yes. Um, you know, and it's a little chilling when you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it wasn't enough for them to know how the cheek looked. Mm -hmm. They needed to understand the underlying structure of it. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. And we do have anatomy classes for, for painting and drawing. And there are there is classical training. It's 
it's not necessarily um, a normative education today, but a lot of places do teach that very classical way of working still. Yeah. But there does, you know, in a way, what you're what you're describing is that in order for the painting to work, there needs to be some inner experience of what's underneath what I'm painting. Yeah. That I need to somehow get inside it. And, and that there's, uh, in order for me, so that the painting ends up being like an appearance, but in order for the painting to be alive, that appearance has to carry something from behind it. There's a wonderful essay by John Berger. He was a British art critic uh, who wrote about a lot of things, but in including painting. And he wrote an essay called A Professional Secret. And he talks about um, behind appearances that the, the person drawing is, is receiving signals from behind the frontier of appearances. I mean, it's a beautiful essay. Anyway, <laughs> if anyone out there wants to, it's in a book called Keeping a Rendezvous, a, collect, a collection of essays. And that essay is a professional secret. It's great. Short. <laughs> I love it. Now, let's come back to um, presence because I feel like um, presence is not just a skill for the artist to pick up. I think we could all benefit. Um, what are some of the things you do to help your people find their presence? Or, <laughs> you know, I, I'm going to guess presence is the least natural state for humans today. Um, you know, I, I can't help but notice, um, you know, just little things like at school drop off. I see all the parents on their cell phones and, you know, they're distracted. So how do you help people nurture and foster presence? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you <laughs> in terms of, I mean, that's, you know, in my, my morning foundations class and, and it's in studio and we are all so grateful when we get there because it's like, in order for us to, to draw and paint, I mean, everything just has to slow down. We put away the phones and, and so we can be there. And, you know, you, you use the word natural today, but of course, you know, today our lives are anything but natural. And it's, I think the truth is, and I think you understand what I mean when I say um, presence really is our natural state and we're just so yanked around by you know no one's fault it's this larger system that we've all grown you know that's just developed over these centuries and here we are and it's you know it's madness and uh so when we when we draw and paint and we do slow down there is this just arrival at presence but also, I, as people are developing, and let's say, okay, I've, I've done some skill development for a couple of years and I want to explore. And so I really encourage people to experiment with different ways of working and try out, you know, who, who do you love to look at and what are they doing? Try that yourself. 
So as we experiment, we start to become familiar with what are the terms? What are the ways of working? What are the subject matter? What way of marking that most grabs me, that most uh, fills me up, that I love to do? Where do I live when I'm painting? Because when I do that, then my life force gets into the work. I'm really showing up because I'm in it. And when I'm in it, well, there's presence. That just was, that's what happens. So that's the beginning of like understanding, oh, if I'm really in, involved, if I'm really engaged, if I really honor where I'm at, you know, even if I think, well, that's not what you're supposed to do, but it's what I do. Like, okay. <laughs> Right. And then and then there's this possibility of something real happening. I love that. And I think presence is not in what we're supposed to do, but in being in what we're doing, I think. Yes. is Yes. And honoring just who we are, showing up as we are, giving our honoring ourselves that way. And following it and seeing what happens. I love that. Now, let's talk a little bit about what is it like to work with Jordan, um, and then we'll get into how somebody can work with you. So you mentioned you have in-person, and you also have um, – so I believe you have a studio in Colorado. Let's yes. talk about working with you in person, and then um... – So I have a studio in North Boulder. Uh, I, Boulder's a lovely town. And my studio is in North Boulder and I have classes on generally on Wednesdays, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, different subjects in the afternoon. Generally in the morning, I teach a foundations course. So we're looking at still life and painting what we're, what we're looking at. I may be starting an evening class with a figure drawing, drawing from the figure. That would probably also be on Wednesdays. And I also teach a variety of courses online through Zoom. And so things like uh, non-representational abstraction, how to play with paint, um, painting through modern masters. So we're looking at people like Cezanne or um, Giacometti, Matisse, uh, Picasso. And what are they doing? And how can I do some exercises to help me play in that way? What 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 am I? So I do those those kinds of courses online, and then I also have a an eight month training online. We go through a whole series that has to do with presence in, 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 to large extent. So those I are the love, two. love that. And by the way, I think I don't know if you've met them, but it seems to me I've met uh, some of the wonderful people from Tourism Boulder. So I think. Uh, Yes, I did. Yes, Fig. Yes. And Giuliano. Yes. Uh, yes. Wonderful. Yeah. So uh, it's good to see people are, are you know, bringing people in. Um, I'm going to guess that there's a lot of beautiful nature to, uh, oh, beautiful. to be painting as well. So yes. there's a lot of landscape painting in the area. Love it, um, and you're literally neighbors with uh, with my dear friend Janine. So, um, oh yes, well you know that's how we met, right? <laughs> 
out for a walk in in the mountains around Longmont, I'm guessing? No, we, we were in Ace Hardware <laughs> at the post office in Ace Hardware in Longmont. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. Well, let, let's talk about, um, so if people want to connect with you, where can they go to find more about Jordan and, and what you do? What's What are some of the best ways to connect with you? So, so I have a website, jordanwolfson.com, J-O-R-D-A-N-W-O-L-F as in Frank, S-O-N.com. There's another artist out there, .org. We're very different. He doesn't paint. He does other kinds of things. But in any case, I'm .com. Or Instagram. You can also find me on Instagram, Jordan Wilson. And uh, you'll see there are paintings. So that's the one. There's probably a bunch of us out there. So that's probably the easiest way to connect. And, you know, you can find, you can send me an email through the website or info at jordanwolfson.com. That also works. Perfect. Great. Well, Jordan, you're the expert at being you. Is there anything I should have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? Oh, gosh. It's been great. I've, I've really appreciated having this time together and, 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 and talking with you. I, nothing comes to mind in particular. I've enjoyed myself. It's nice chatting with you, Jeff. Awesome. Well, I, one thing I will bring up is that you are, in fact, a published author. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I do on my podcast is, obviously, I like authors a lot. They're my people. Um, where can people get a copy of your book, and, and what uh, what is your book about? Well, you can get a copy of my book through the website, and there's a link there, or you can send me a, an email but you can purchase it off the book and I'll send it out to you. It's called Painting and Consciousness. And it is about the relationship of painting and consciousness. What is consciousness in the, in the most real sense? And how does that express itself as painting? What is painting really in those terms? What are we doing? Uh-huh. Uh, it's, a, it's a small book. It's not particularly uh, long and, well, it sounds like a very interesting topic. And and by the way, one of the, the things I find is when I'm present as a podcaster, I'm much more interested in the podcast. I have much better conversations. So um, I would encourage people, you know, the, the whole theme of this podcast is wellness and things like that. Um, I would encourage people to be more present. And, um, you know, just as a, a fun, weird little exercise I'm going to share um, we do a tech-free Sunday, and basically our family, we shut everything off, and the only tech we're allowed, uh, we have a family movie night, and That's it's beautiful. amazing what that decompression does for the brain to just take a, a day off, you know, I'm not saying give up everything, but take a day or a half a day and just get away from the bings and beeps and all those little reminders of other <laughs> things we should be thinking about, so... Beautiful. Well, thank you for taking the time to hang out with me and to be on the show, Jordan. Thank you, Jeff. I really appreciated it. I look forward to being in touch.
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.